0: uh hey i'm Hanker fernail and i'm feeling um excited and curious about playing a little bit of DD tonight
1: this is chat dragon a talk show and actual play podcast about sci-fi fantasy and the world's most beloved game of make-believe dungeons and dragons my name is jared and i'm your host I am a newspaper reporter by day and a dungeon master by night. I decided to start this podcast for purely selfish reasons, and that is to have a reason to talk to interesting people about interesting topics all through the lens of D&D. Each episode, I talk to friends, family members, and tabletop role-playing creatives about this beloved hobby. The conversations are driven by dice and the games driven by our imaginations. He's a man that goes by many names and you may know him from his popular Runehammer YouTube channel, the games he's written like index card RPG and Five E hardcore mode, or through the fiction that he writes. Today I'd like to welcome to the show, Hankering for a nail. How are you doing today?
0: Hey, pretty good, Jared. Thanks for having me, man.
1: Uh, thanks for agreeing uh to do this. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: let's find out where this goes.
1: Yeah, so I've I've read some of your your books. I read your index card RPG and your 5e hardcore mode so this is pretty kind of pretty this is kind of exciting for me to be doing (laughs) right on and so typically just how i've been doing the show is i've recorded like an actual play which might take like an hour and then i wrap it up and would do like an interview afterwards does that work for you sure cool um so, I guess, just before we get into the actual play, um, you want to, I guess, tell us a little bit about yourself, just uh, for the listeners out there who maybe aren't familiar?
0: Uh, yeah, if you don't know about me, I um, started a sort of D&D-themed YouTube channel of five years ago or so, kind of on a dare from a, a, a drinking and food stunt channel called Cult Moo, and they thought it would be funny if I did a and d channel, and that kind of started a... A crazy return to the hobby. I'd been on a couple year break and uh, I wound up going deeper down the rabbit hole than I had ever possibly imagined. Uh, wound up even leaving a 20-year a career to just get into publishing and uh, I don't know that spark once it was reignited in me to get back in I kind of went all the way back in. So now uh, thanks to Patreon and thanks to some Some lucky sales here and there. That's just uh, that's all I do.
1: That's pretty awesome. What what got you out of the hobby, and then what brought you back in
0: exactly? Well, every five years or so, I would take a year or two off playing D anD. d Either because, you know, you're the you're the game master like all the time. Or maybe you move to a new town and you don't know anybody and nobody wants to drive half an hour to your house to play. Or maybe like a three-year campaign comes to a close and like the next game you try to play kind of feels, you know, emotionally empty. <laughs> kind of got a little heavy. But yeah, like every four or five years, I would take two years off from really even thinking about D&D or even really looking at it. Um, it was just a natural kind of a flow to the rhythm of how I did the hobby. And then... I was on one of those breaks, I was really involved in work at the time I was doing concept art for Xbox, and uh, somebody pointed me to Burning Wheel, and I started looking at Burning Wheel and I was like, wow, this is really wacky, I don't think I would ever play this, but dang is this book cool. Started got me head scratching, um, you know, and that kind of 5e and, and indie scene was definitely like kind of about to pop, you could feel that wave coming. And then that's when my friends mentioned YouTube, and those things all kind of just happened at the same time. So it just sort of a a wacky combination of circumstances. Nice. So this is going
1: to be interesting because you probably have quite a bit more experience in this game than I do. I'm maybe two and a half years in, and the reason I kind of ended up being a DM is just because I don't really have a lot of people that I... Play with so the ones I was able to convince kind of fell on my shoulders to uh <laughs> to learn the game so yeah that's how it is that's how it goes <laughs> and I know from watching your one of your videos uh, you had recommended some books back I don't know how old this video is but um, Dungeon World and um, Blades in the Dark and some of those books and I actually ended up buying some of them just kind of based on your recommendation from your video so. This is going to be interesting, and uh, and I I really enjoyed uh, kind of your I don't know your are like your um like an index card RPG. It's obviously it's a system, but it's kind of casual enough where you can uh, chop it up and throw it in places,
0: different parts. I don't know if that was your intention or if that yeah, was, absolutely. I mean, it's funny you mentioned Dungeon World and Blades in the Dark specifically because even just like me mentioning Burning Wheel, all three of those books are books that are crazy fun to read and really uh, kind of give you some mind popcorn, but I wouldn't necessarily just start playing those after I read them. I've always been a a read it and scratch your head and steal the one thing you liked kind of person. And so I just kind of wanted to openly say that in my work of like, you know, take one thing from this book and then, you know, chuck the book. In In the, the newer edition of Index Card RPG, it actually, there's like a funny little cartoon of how to use this book. And it just shows a guy like using it to block arrows. So there's like all these arrows like hitting the book. <laughs> like, that's kind of how I am as a person. I have very little sort of reverence for any given book. It's just kind of fun to read. And then it just winds up in a pile somewhere. And we just keep on playing in our own chaotic way. <laughs>
1: I I feel like for me like I've I've started falling down this rabbit hole and I've been buying just books and reading them or picking pieces out of them that look interesting and the ones that I end up liking the most tend to be the more like the rule sets more than like the campaign settings because that's I think the same thing I like I I like the just kind of taking things and mashing them together to make the game I want to make in that particular um,
0: campaign or. Uh, Yeah, and, like, the the statistics of the the indie sort of audience, if there is such a thing, it's kind of a big generalization, but core books and, like, system-type books do really outsell campaign-style books, and then it's kind of interesting because if you look at the statistics in the sort of other sort of style of play, which is more the sort of 5e Wizards of the Coast style, their campaign books are really where they make their bread and butter. They really only have, you know, one or two little system books. So it's kind of interesting. I think the the tendency to want to buy core systems is almost like a uh, that's that's a marker that you're an indie weirdo. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I the the ones I'm reading right now are, uh, Crawl classics, and uh, then I I bought Lamentations of the Flame Princess. I got like a used copy, and so those are the I those are the ones I'm kind of looking through right now that seem kind of interesting and. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'm one of those weirdos. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well,
0: you are. You're among good company then. Well, <laughs>
1: cool. um, so this evening the game we're gonna be playing it's um, called the Sidekick, and it's I guess it's kind of it is based on Five E, but we I'm trying to take things from different places, and one of the mm-hmm. systems that I try to borrow from is the uh, Fade RPG system. Are you familiar at all with that one? Yeah, absolutely. And just the thing I like to use from it is just establishing aspects. Um, so when we get into it, we'll be whether to kind of, um, like I have a setting on a, on a VTT that I've set up, but we'll kind of establish maybe like the settings and the feel, and then that way you can roll when you're doing your rolls or whatever, can use the aspects to your advantage however you see fit. So uh, Do I need
0: my dice, or am I going to have a thing to push?
1: Um, you can use your dice. I use dice because it's more fun. There is like a, on the VTT, there's a uh, digital dice. Um, so I don't know, it's whatever you feel, whatever makes you most comfortable or you enjoy I'll personally. Use the, I'll
0: use the digital ones for, for posterity's sake.
1: Okay, cool. Um, so for links for new guests, um, there is a character sheet. I don't know if you uh, ah, can find these. it. And it's oh, just a. Uh, is, that,
0: is that me? <laughs>
1: that's yeah. It's supposed to be you. So. Oh, um, okay. So I'm just using like the sidekick rules that wizards kind of came out with. I think it just makes it easier. So there's a huge, like a bunch of crap the guests have to manage, and and it kind of fits with the theme that you're playing like a sidekick to uh, uh, a. Encamp- Mary
0: Gold Thundercrack, eh? <laughs> I'm one of them. One of them medium humanoids. All right, so I got that, um, and, yep. and then, and is there like a? Oh, there is. There are more links up ahead here. Yep. And I'll yeah, the other one. All right, clicking things. Ooh. I'm gonna
1: get I... some music music going. <laughs> I I may have to uh having to um take take out later for copyright reasons. We'll oh, there's I see a little
0: world. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> I must Do you play do you, you, do you play do you use a uh, like do you use online or do you just do strictly a uh, person typically?
0: Oh yeah, we've been playing roll 20 for obvious reasons for a while. But uh, never played in here. There's a bunch of neato icons I don't know how to zoom in. Oh, uh, there we go. It's just my wheel. Hey, okay. Yeah. Oh. This is the one
1: I I, I tried using Roll20, but uh, I, I just found that I didn't really want to spend a lot of time learning how to do all the stuff that they have that you can do on I there. Found so I found myself.
0: I'm hiding in the bushes. All right. I'm going to start up the music. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Oh. Let's see but, well,
1: my con is good. But you can adjust the audio on the for the music. There's a bot, a bot, groovy bot that you can turn uh, down. Okay. if it gets to be too loud.
0: <laughs> How do I? Oh, there it is. Okay, got it. Adjust it. All right. Okay, still getting the mood factor. So, I'm it gonna feels like I'm hiding in the bushes. This mu- this is music to hide in bushes by.
1: That's the the point. I was trying to find something John Carpenter-esque, you know, like Escape from New York or something. <laughs> just to kind of get the feel. So, okay. So in come
0: the... Okay, so oh, nice kind of a good guy. 26 hit points jeez i'm a badass uh arrest. no notes currently okay so not a lot on sort of who i am i guess that's going to be up to me a bit
1: yeah and i'll 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 try to fill you in on kind of what's been happening okay. as well
0: um okay. awesome. like part
1: part of the part of the rules of this game and it's you know kind of probably inspired by your 5e hardcore mode is that um there aren't like death saving throws in this, so if you die, like if you get your character killed tonight, then he's he's done. You you'd have to like find some sort of medical help or you know some sort of medical person to heal you up just in case. Um, it's all
0: nothing here.
1: Yeah, just to kind of I, another guy I follow that is a professor dungeon master and always talks about like keeping the stakes high, you know, to keep things interesting. So that's kind of what I hoping to create, I guess, with this. So, all right, all right. Last
0: thing is where are my dice?
1: Oh, yeah. So there's this box. It's like a square with another square inside of it. Do you see that in the left yeah. hand? Yeah. Got
0: it. There. there, I just rolled a d20. Oh, they made so, it pretty. Okay, cool. Nice and simple.
1: So, um, in the last game, uh, which hasn't, this, that episode hasn't aired yet, but, um, you were in prison, basically, and you had to break out of prison. And uh, um, I have like a, actually, I have a I have like a introduction that I read. So I'll just read that. And then hopefully that will kind of fill you in a little bit on what's been fun on. So. Awesome. <clears throat> okay. Previously on the sidekick, after doing battle with the despicable Jason St. Josephine and setting fire to the Black Eye Tavern, Marigold Thundercrack, found himself behind bars at the Cutlass Hollow Jail, jail sharing a room with a, ah, sharing a room with pirate turned victim, Rudy Graves, and a mysterious but familiar looking stranger named Alejandro. In a previous life, a young marigold thundercrack had aspirations to become a famous improv comedian, but unfortunately lacked the necessary skills to be successful at it. Through a, f- a few short conversations, our sidekick learns that Alejandro too once shared this dream. Having been a former classmate at his, Of his at an improv class. Alejandro shows indifference towards the ex-improv comedian turned sidekick but seems to bear no ill will towards Marigold. Rudy on the other hand seems less amicable and holds a grudge against his current cellmate for the burn the burn wounds he now has. Marigold who attempts to make Peacemaker finds little ah (laughs) Marigold who attempts to make Peacemaker finds little success with Rudy and is soon pitted against him in a bare knuckle boxing match organized by the jail guards. The, find, the pirate finds little success in their matchup, with Marigold getting the upper hand. Later on, Marigold finds himself again facing again again against a previous nemesis, the pirate captain Jason Saint Josephine. Marigold blinds the pirate captain with a bit of dirt, taking him out in quick fashion. Alejandro, who is up next, licks a few green mold, licks a green mold-covered garment, and instantly goes into a berserker rage. The guards attempts, attempt to subdue the, an out-of-control out of Alejandro, leaving Marigold alone with an unconscious Jason St. Josephine. Through a bit of investigation, Marigold finds what looks to be a treasure map on the pirate captain's person. Although the language is indecipherable to him, using Alejandro's outburst as, as a distraction to first escape, Marigold sneaks to an office in search of some keys. He comes up short on the keys, but finds a pair of brass knuckles and a file of his criminal record. But through a bit of brute force, Merkold is able to dislodge some jail cell doors and sneaks out of jail. So your character, uh, he was put in jail because he got into a fight with this pirate captain in a tavern, and then they set fire to the tavern. And he basically set fire to the tavern to escape and to uh, rescue his employer, who is Todd Todd the Heroic. And then uh, you get put in a kind of a crummy jail and Todd being the rich, I I kind of describe him as like an Instagram influencer. He's kind of vapid, he's an idiot. Um, He wants to kind of play the hero, but isn't skilled enough to do so. So that's why you've been hired. Um, And so he's kind of in this like country club type place. And so you had to kind of fight in these jail prison brawls and then you managed to escape but now you're here to kind of rescue uh todd Um, so now having gotten out of one jail only to have to sneak into another we now find the mostly weaponless marigold thundercrack standing outside the much nicer but heavily guarded heaven's rest resort and spa currently marigold marigold's employer the ineffectual todd the heroic is on house arrest at the spa and is awaiting trial a deal that Todd managed to work out through his celebrity and a number of well-placed bribes to the right officials. However, despite whatever luxury Todd might currently be enjoying, it is a luxury that soon could be coming to an end. Mar- Marigold knows from a previous conversation with his jailers that the local court- courts of Cutlass Hollow don't take kindly to arsonists. So they don't like the arsonist we established in the last game because um, basically, there is a fire previously years ago that set fire to their docks. They're a port town and that just kind of screwed their economy up. So you're like, you being in jail doesn't, wasn't going to probably work out super well for you. And then your guy is a, he's a, the failed improv comedian, which was established in a different episode. So that's why there's all that kind of
0: silliness in there. So. Hmm. And I'm willing to risk my life to rescue him from this, this posh, uh, holding estate.
1: Well, he, he pays very well. He's, uh, he's quite rich. Um, and you being an adventurer, kind of, you know, I don't know. Maybe money is, you know, it's of a primary concern for you. Probably more so than your safety at times.
0: <laughs> okay. Hmm. Wet tile around the pools, Steamy in the pool areas. I see. So this is like, okay, I get it.
1: Uh, these are near aspects so those are just ones i started with just to kind of give an idea of maybe what this place could be like um but i guess to start off um what are some things you think would make up uh be kind of unique to uh, like a resort or like a spa type place
0: hmm well if if it's a place that they're <laughs> so it's kind of like a nice estate but where he is being imprisoned because he's associated with this whole arson issue and yeah, I'm, he... I'm here to get him out of here so that we can engage in further exploits yep. um so what else is here well probably the guards are not like hardened warriors okay like they don't have bloody knuckles Okay. so, so let me... um I would I would think that the guards are uh you know they're kind of like weekend warrior types uh, maybe one of them is like nasty and has some real experience but I would expect them to be you know more like you know they they wear like overly nice armor <laughs> Okay. um I don't know. It's hard for me to. That's sort of outside myself to describe the place. I mean, I think it would be filled with nice things, like there would be little paintings and sculpture and decorative items all about because rich people tend to like that kind of thing.
1: Okay.
0: Um. So let's say maybe expensive art, paintings and sculptures. So. And it would and it would be like overlit compared to other places. Um, like nice places in the medieval world are always very well lit, whereas crummy places are always very dark and shadowy.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. So maybe not a lot of places to ha- maybe not a lot of shadows to sneak in. Well, plus yeah, I get the feeling from this that it's like daytime too. Like I'm just in these bushes. It's mm-hmm. like three in the afternoon mm-hmm. right now. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, let's say it, it's probably. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> sometime between lunch and dinner. There's a caterer there. I don't know if you saw that. So he's, guy's getting catered meals. He's caterers maybe setting up for dinner. Yeah, boy, it's
0: it's hard to really want to put myself in danger for this person. But <laughs> that's fair. Um, so I what think kind of- this. What do you think the smells would be like at this place? <laughs> the smells? They'd be great. Yeah. They'd be like aromatherapy smells. Um, what do you think, like lavender or something? Yeah, of course. Yeah, like anything <laughs> yeah, soothing and, and Oprah-like. Um, what is my stance here? Like, I'm definitely not in an extreme moral stance. I'm not, like, do or die. Hmm. Like, do I really even... I probably don't even really want to kill anyone. If possible.
1: Up to you. You're right in the story. This character. But anything you do today, if you get this guy into more trouble, the next person who plays the character will be dealing with those consequences so what i want to do
0: is have words with him so okay so there's something no i mean these guards are nothing to me but todd you know seriously dude what are you doing you could just walk out of here i mean this is like low security and plus i thought you're supposed to be the guy that's like the employer here and now i'm rescuing you like all my prices just went up by triple (laughs) <laughs> like, if you even want to leave this place alive... Okay, now I'm starting to feel something. Okay, there I think I know what my stance is. Um, is it safe to say that the little, like, where I see little shutters, are those doors or windows?
1: Um, They're- yeah, those would be doors. Oh. So, uh, on the west side, um, this would be probably a door, and this would be a door. Um, on the west side of the building. And just for people listening uh, to describe, to just so they kind of know what you're looking at, um, Marigold is standing outside uh, like a building and there's, how many pools are there? There's about nine different individual like little spa pools, maybe some massage rooms to the west and dinner, another little kitchen area. There's a kitchen area to the right with a caterer some guards or maybe having a meal um and so the Mary, only
0: real the only real door uh, i have access to is the one sort of by my side of the map right yeah
1: um okay. the guard he's he this is a big place so the guards there aren't probably enough guards here to cover the entirety of the area you know so they have to make oh they have to make some rounds so you know, like this guy, he's moving. He's gotta, he's gotta kind of move and check this area, um, and then <laughs> this guard has to move, kind of check these areas. So they're they're people kind of moving around. All right. Uh, so. All right, and then I have a, a brass knuckles, and that's all. Yeah. So you were in prison, so they took your your armor, and your sword, and your crossbow, um, and your money. So
0: you weren't able to recover any of that stuff. All right. Well, there's a, I guess I'd have a bit of a sneer as I'm approaching this sort of wealthy location. I have no taste for this kind of stuff. Uh, I find it somewhat repugnant. Um, let's see. I think I'll just would I would lean outside this entry door if I can, and kind of give a little bird whistle in in the door, like down the hall. Okay. Make some noise and see if I can draw a guard. I might as well just take the direct approach here. I don't think there's any rooftops or any sneaking around or crawling through windows to be done. I think it's. I need gear and I need to. Bust some heads up for all these shenanigans I've been through in the recent, recent days.
1: So I'm thinking that would maybe be performance, like a charisma skill, I would think, whistling. So do you want to go ahead and just roll an easy um,
0: easy roll for charisma? Unless you have performance. Sure, I got no bonus, so it's a raw 20. Here we go. And it's a three. (laughs)
1: <laughs> right, so you, you weren't able to draw the guards. The guard, um, he barely hears you. You're, as it was kind of established in a previous episode, you're kind of a failed improv comedian, and you're also <laughs> a failed failed whistler as well.
0: So. That, that. <laughs> now that's hard to role play. Well, so I'm like whistling down this hallway, and nobody comes. Mm. Then... I can't. I'm Marigold freaking Thundercrack. I'm walking down this hallway and I want some gear, damn it. So I think I'll just start going in if I can. Looking around and I'm kind of wondering, like maybe every once in a while, I'll, I'll be like, Todd! Todd, are you in here somewhere? Todd! I'm looking into these weird, like, foot massage rooms. <laughs>
1: Um, as you're kind of doing that you hear you hear some footsteps it's uh you hear kind of the guard is kind of moving back um towards you know the this entrance here there's a pool i have a labeled pool one for the listener and it's in the north side of the map um towards the northwest side of the map so he's kind of coming through the door so do you i guess do you want to keep proceeding forward or how do you how do you see yourself
0: um absolutely i'll look him right in the eye all right and i'll just go like "Oh, oh big fella we can do this the easy way or we can do this the really easy way
1: all right so this guard he's um he's a little taken aback by the fact that uh you're just kind of being so bold and say he's kind of a you know he's kind of new He's new on the job and he's fumbling for the, his blade uh, looking to... He knows he's kind of got to do something, but he's not super confident uh, in kind of his combative martial skills. So as he's fumbling for the blade, you you want to take this opportunity to talk to him or engage with him, m- get the upper hand
0: somehow? How do you want to proceed with this? Let me see if I... So I've got my punch attack. I've got uh, attack rolls so I can win normal stuff there. Okay, nothing to look at on the treasure. So, I'd like to... So he's reaching for his blade, huh?
1: Yeah, but he's he's nervous. Like, this guy, he's he's brand new. This is, like, maybe his first gig as a guard. They put him on this cushy job because they figured this Todd guy is kind of a pushover. He's not going to give him much trouble. So it's taking, he's kind of fumbling with the scabbard and the the sword, trying to get it out, um, and he, so he's, there's, like, a bit of a delay, you know, here, where you could maybe get the upper hand on him
0: if you so chose. Yeah, to. so I'll be like, let me help you with that. And I'll try to reach and snatch the sword as he's fumbling with it. Like, snatch it right out of his scabbard.
1: Okay, so, so go ahead and... It would probably be, like, uh would that be? Slight of Hand, so that would be like a dex, dexterity skill. So if you want to roll um, for easy dexterity, which is 17 for the That's listener.
0: Only plus one on that. Man, these targets are
1: gnarly. Ah, uh, seven. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you kind of go for it, but the guy, he manages to get it out before you can. Um, and he pulls out his sword... And uh, kind of, he's clutching up on the blade, and he's got it in front of you. And he is telling you to uh, to halt and, and
0: not move any forward, not move forward. Do you even know how to use that thing? And I'll I'll put up my knuckles in like a pugilistic stance. Like uh, I, I can fight fists versus short sword. Come on, I'll do like a little Bruce, little Bruce Lee dance, like side to side, real quick, and kind of
1: uh he (laughs) he starts to kind of he goes to swing at you the first swing he kind of misses and he he'd like lops the head off of a of a statue (laughs) nice Uh, good one so he misses he misses you you dodge out of the way he hits the statue and now now you're kind of like uh you're now it's your move to basically go for him
0: someone's going to have to pay for that and now he's uh Game time is over, so I'm gonna pop him with my knuckle duster attack. All right. So that's uh plus four to hit. Here we go. Come on, baby. Ah, 18 mod. Woo-hoo. Nice. Okay. So you <clears throat> you get him.
1: So you pop him. So go ahead and uh so how do you see yourself,
0: I guess, doing blows of this guy? Are you like four plus two? Well, it's like I'm just doing like this almost like uh, humorous fighting style because I really don't feel like this guy's up for this fight but so I'm just gonna give him a jab like right to the nose so that you know make him cry like a little baby I do uh, 1d4 plus 2 Ah, oh, minimum so I do three damage but still three damage to the nose <laughs> All right. do you <clears throat> do you think you like get him got
1: him in the face or do you Hitting him in the ribs, or oh, you said the nose, right? Or yeah,
0: right in the nose. I mean, he's wearing armor, so really the the face is the only spot to go. And I'm kind of like doing like a boxing style with this guy. Okay. So
1: you you pop him in the nose, and he he falls on the ground, and is he drops he drops the sword, um, to the ground, and he's clutching his face as blood kind of runs out of it.
0: Oh dang! This poor guy really is ill equipped.
1: Yeah, he's
0: right. not. <laughs> Well then, I'll step over him and I'll be like, you know the drill. I need the helmet, the shoulder pads, the gloves. You can keep the boots, the sword, and a few moments to myself. But oh well, <laughs> yeah, I, I need that gear from him. <laughs> you're taking, you're taking like his armor. Armor, he said. I need the helmet, the shoulder pads, the gloves. And the sword, yeah. So not all of his plate, because that's ridiculous, but... I need some gear here. I'm, like, almost gearless. Alright, so it says
1: that he has a chain shirt, so we'll just say that's kind of, like, the full armor set. Alright, um, cool. You're,
0: you're gonna have to give up the chain shirt and the tabard. I normally don't wear tabards, but, you know, I'm trying to do this stealthily.
1: So the chain shirt... Um, it says it's AC 13 plus dex, um, max two, so your armor is what, I think 10 or 11, right? Or... 11 right now,
0: yeah, so I guess I got two more on top of that. Woot!
1: Then you're taking his blade or you leaving him with it? Absolutely. All right, so, let's see longsword uh, long sword would be real quick.
0: Dang, it's a long sword. Nice.
1: Um I think it's I have the stat specific stat in front of me. I think it's um oh, where is it? Just had it on my computer. This I is great ra- guys. Three muscle ra- ra- style, man. There's great. Only 4 on the left. So, uh, plus four to hit, um, and then I think it's 1d8 plus one slashing
0: damage. Fantastic. Boys. So I'm plus six to hit with that bad boy. That's more like it. Alright. Oh, these right, four so guys don't even know what's coming. So he's
1: not unconscious but you've kind of stripped him naked do you want to are you gonna just are you gonna leave just leave him leave him there or are you gonna kind of um, I guess how do you want to I guess what do you want to do with the guy since he's just kind of sitting
0: there and is under poor little underpants. whimpering guy just gave in so easily um, I, I don't know what's going on in here I need to save myself some time so where are they keeping the one they call todd the heroic friend speak quickly
1: okay go ahead and roll intimidation just uh average 20. i believe is 11 up 11 yeah so uh this guy he's he's new on the job and he's not, like, super corruptible. He wants to do a good job. It's bad enough you kind of wounded his pride by taking all of his stuff. And he's like, that's the one thing I won't tell you. Like, I won't tell you where Todd is, um, knowing, you know, if he does that, then he's off the force. That's good goodnight- goodbye to his career. So he refuses to basically give that information up, to.
0: Well, then it'll have to be plausible denial for you, friend. And I'll go. I'll, you need to bop him on the top of the head. Uh, the old move we call jogging his memory. I'm gonna have to knock him out with the pummel of the sword. Right.
1: So, just you can just kind of go on how to do that. This guy is kind of defenseless at this point. He's not gonna put up much of a fight. So you knock him out, and he's he's KO'd. Do you wanna just leave the body there, or do you wanna no, no? Fight?
0: I, I want to put him make him look like he's relaxing in this foot massage room. Like, put, I'm going to put his, take off his boots, <laughs> put his feet in the little soaking pool, and then he's knocked out, so it looks like he just took off his armor and, like, took a way too long break. Okay. But it's, it's not going to matter anyways, because I'm going to cut these guys to ribbons before they get a chance to find him. <laughs> nice.
1: All right, so he's taking a break. Uh, guard number two, he's going and he's doing more of his rounds. He's checking this pool over here. Uh these guys who are these guys who are on the southeast side of the map, they're in this little catering area for the listener. Um, there's a games area, like maybe some badminton or something goes on there. Um they kinda go kinda wander over there to have a little little game of badminton or ping pong or maybe shoot a few baskets, uh at the basketball court. So uh they're doing their thing. Um,
0: so go ahead. Ah, uh, there's another door right there, right by guard number two. Okay. Well, I don't know about that, so I will just continue down what seems like the natural path here. And uh, in each doorway, when I see a steam pool, I'll, I'll just be like, Todd, Todd, are you in there? Where are you, man? It's a maze in here, Todd. But I, I suppose he's not he's not around here anywhere. <laughs> no, he's
1: he's uh, you know god. for the listener and for you. I mean, you you can see him on the map, but for the listener, he's on the the north, uh, let's say the northeast side. He's chilling in a pool. He's kind of just lounging in maybe what would be a hot tub, and he's got a hired musician there
0: to uh, play him some tunes. So oh my god, these guys have no idea what's coming their way. Todd, Todd, where are so, you?
1: you're making your way kind of that direction. This guard is kind of going back here. Guard number four, he tells guard number five that he's gonna go relieve uh, guard number one from his duty. It's kind of the changing of the guards. And he kind of hikes back over this way. And he, it's kind of suspicious as to why Number one isn't where he's supposed to be. He's supposed to kind of meet him uh, before they, you know, hand off duties. And this guy isn't there. So he's just sort of slowly proceeding up the uh,
0: northwest hallway. Um, Perfect. So. Perfect. It's all going according to plan. Um... I'm not. I'm just not scared of these guys. I could take two of them on at the same time. All right. I, I'm gonna just walk up until I'm just gonna actually walk. I'm gonna stride. Forget walking. I'm gonna straight up stride down this hall. I'll come around this corner and see guard number two, which is pretty funny. Guard number two is kind of like an ongoing joke about here comes guard number two, but this is actually guard number two, and I'll turn. I'll hold the sword out like Princess Bride style. It'll be like, I accept your surrender. You may have heard of me. Marigold Thundercrack. And I am your nemesis. I've come for my employer. I recommend you do not present resistance. Well.
1: (laughs) Guard number two, he goes, what's that? He's a little hard of hearing. He, uh, had, uh, kind of stood too close to some fireworks um, you know, on his, you know, when he was kind of not working one day and the fireworks went off in his face and he's a little hard of hearing now. So he, he, he says, what is that you? And he s- turns, to see who's trying to talk to him. And he, he sees you and this guy is armed with a spear and he, so he points the spear towards you and he he charges, so.
0: Have at thee. All right, so now my AC is 13.
1: So go ahead and roll for initiative. We're gonna see kind of who's gonna get the the better of this exchange and the the opening
0: blows. Initiative, Uh, is that just my dex bonus? Yeah, it's, uh, okay. Oh, 20 dirty.
1: Okay, so you win. <laughs> You're going to beat that. To
0: I warned end, you, so. fool. Don't make me show you my thunder crack. <laughs> yeah. ching, 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 ching. So, uh, obviously, I'm going to have to stick him with the sword. I didn't want it to be like this, but... I mean, the guy came at me with a spear, so I'm plus six to hit with the sword. No reason to hesitate. Here we go uh looks like a 14 modified 14 okay so you miss.
1: so i guess so you're missing him so can you tell me kind of describe this fumble to me like what's your character doing how did do they screw this how did they screw this up
0: well i don't know fighting a guy in a hall with a spear is somewhat difficult am i trying to hit his armor class or the target Uh, the armor. I'm trying
1: to... I'm going based on armor,
0: class. Awesome. Great. So yeah, then I just grazed off the chainmail and he's like... I don't know, Marigold would be like, Well, maybe we're more evenly matched than it seemed. Have at me! And the guy goes, What? Can't hear you. Speak up, boy. I'm gonna gonna kill this guy. (laughs) Sounds like he's
1: somebody's grandfather. This guy is clearly... he's probably like 27. He's been on the force a little bit longer than the other guy. But he talks like he's somebody's grandfather. He, nobody can hear.
0: He can't hear anybody. How's well, so. he going to laugh at any of my quips? I'm going to have to put him out of his misery. <laughs> okay. So he's going to attack
1: with his spear. So he's he's getting it ready. He's kind of thrusting at you. Let's see if he gets you. Yikes! Uh, so he rolled, I rolled a 20. So <laughs> that would hit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's been a good life. Well I have twenty-two HP, so right. I'm not dead yet. I hope, unless right. he does twenty-two damage. He did uh two damage. Oh, excellent. It was just a scratch. Ha ha And
1: uh let's see if I'm, I gotta pull this up. I have like a a table. It's called I I call it the maiming table. I'm trying to find out, the, or find the document. But basically, uh, depending on how much damage you take, you would roll a dice, and then we'd, it'd kind of give us some inspiration for the type of wound uh, you've taken. So can I have you roll a... Oh, crap, there we go. All right, whatever, um, I'll, fi- I'll find it eventually. So anyways, he does two damage. So I guess, how do you see yourself being Harmed in in this uh, ex- encounter. Where does he get you?
0: Well, for the sake of theater, he gives me one of those. Remember, you buy scars. It's like right on your cheekbone. Okay. Like you oh. should. My my comedy career was already in peril, and now you've deformed me. <laughs> Don't you know I'm marigold freaking Thundercrack? <laughs> I gotta so do you. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I want to run him through.
1: So I'm kind of wondering about this this wound. Is it, Did he, do you think he cut through the cheek? Like, are you going to need stitches? Or is this something that um, will maybe heal up on its own with some time?
0: <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. Um, stitches are good to prevent extreme scarring, but I think I'll survive two hit points without uh, bleeding out.
1: All right. So you're up. And as you're getting ready to take your next move, guard number five, he kind of can hear some commotion coming from down the hallway, so he's uh, kind of moseying on over here, taking a sweet time to kind of check out, check check out what's going on, see what's happening. And guard number four, who's on the northwest side, he he's moving up the hallway and he discovers the unconscious body of guard number one in this massage foot massage area that we talked about earlier so so um marigold marigold you're up
0: you back there you're missing all the action okay uh, so you're gonna antagonizing him? well i don't know it's just my line <laughs> um okay. this guy can i just move on no i feel like i need to lay this guy out i'm gonna i'm gonna run him through here we go Plus six on this bad boy, uh, eighteen modified.
1: All right, that would hit. Ha ha! Uh, D
0: eight plus one. Cha! Oh, it was almost four plus one, but it's minimum one plus one, only two stinking damage. So a tit for a tat in this particular instance. Okay. And I'll try. I'll give him the same little cut right by his the. A piece of his helmet there. I'll give him the same cut right on his cheek. Okay. Quid pro quo, Clarice. <laughs> so, guard. He says he
1: tells you to speak up again. Um. But he also he also wipes some blood off of his uh, his cheek and he he kind of licks it off his hand and he gives you oh. a, he gives you a grin. And Oh. He go. He wants to. He tries to distract you. So he grabs uh, like a like a a vase, expensive-looking vase, and he he throws it at you (laughs) um, to to kind of catch you off guard. So he's gonna. I'm gonna have him roll uh, for dexterity, or I'm gonna roll my d20 plus dexterity just to see if he would have. That was an antique, you cretin all right so he rolled a nine you're what is what are you Ten? Thirteen. Thirteen. All right. so he so you're not distracted uh you i guess i don't know what do you think you do sidestep them or um how do you yeah i was i was
0: already getting ready to dive through this door so i'm just kind of leaning toward this door and the vase hits here behind me all right so you dove through the door then if that's his go, yeah, then on mine I'd like to jump in here. Yeah, yeah like go for s- it. Splash into the pool and I'll be like, another one of you incompetence standing watch. I'll take you all at once. Todd! Are you in here?
1: Does he Ergold and he's saying it, questioning like, what are you doing here? I thought you were uh, you were still in jail. It's a
0: It's a rescue, you bloated warthog. Now put on your pants. We're getting out of here. Like, well, it's
1: it's it's so nice here. Why would I? I mean, no, I I think we have a good chance of getting off on this. This uh, this whole arson business. I don't I don't think we have too much to worry about. Uh, The guard, the guard moves. He's chasing after you. Guard number five, he joins and number four is kind of coming that way um, to meet, meet him. So now you have uh, you're kind of surrounded by guards, it looks like at this point.
0: That's the idea. I wanted to three musketeers them, but now my would-be beneficent or er, here, my, my rescue person doesn't even want to be rescued. Um i never had much taste for this guy in the first place i'd rather take my chances in the world on my own (laughs) i don't know i don't know if that's an option (laughs) but it is d and d so i can i can make it what i want it to be um yeah we're
1: we're just kind of going with the flow on this one so if you think you want to abandon them for whatever reason that is totally up to you uh but these guards probably aren't going to let you leave without a fight because they don't appreciate being you know kind of humiliated and
0: beaten up the way you've been doing Mm -hmm. to them so they need to get used to it all right well at the very least i'm going to need i have a window here i can see a window at the far end i'm gonna sort of splash forward through this water and get my back to this window and confront this guard. And I'm gonna, I don't know, I just see Marigold Thundercrack this way, but I imagine him having this sort of sword fight with this guard while arguing with Todd. It's kind of a classic swashbuckler thing to do, like you have a sword fight while you talk to someone else. So to kick it off though, I'd like to attack this guard if I can. Sure.
1: I would say this guard's pretty surprised, you know, we've established their kind of ash guards, so you would have... I would say you would have um, first first swing at him. Aha!
0: Have at you! Here we go. Come on, baby. Give me something good. Oh my god, it's a natural one. It's a crit fail.
1: Alright,
0: oh. so you... you fail. Uh, you don't hit him.
1: Ah! Uh, the guard, he... He just, he's also kind of equipped with a spear. Um, he decides to take a poke at you. So he's he's, let's see, where did I get that guard from? Okay, so I'm gonna roll 11 plus four, 15. So he rolls, uh, he spears at you, then d6, where do I put my d6? So he gets
0: a three. All
1: right. Um, I'm down so, so to have, eight, uh,
0: seventeen HP now.
1: Okay. So can I have you roll a D4, and I'm, I'm just gonna read off one of these damage conditions, and we can kind of role play through it. I got a one. All right. So one is uh, you have a black eye. So you he. Uh-huh. Ah, I guess guess he kind of misses you with the spear so much, but as he's kind of going forward, he clumsily falls into you and his shoulder kind of, it's kind of a, you know, it's covered in armor and it hits you kind of square in the face and gives you a black eye.
0: Oh, dang. An ignominious wound. All right. (laughs) Not bad. Um, Todd, you fool. This is your last chance. Either put on your pants, you over pampered fish, and jump out this window with me, or or join these, these mucky mucks <laughs> and I'll take my chances in the world on my own. Our partnership is about to come to an end, unless you join me now. What say you?
1: Uh, he's... He's kind of whiny and resistant to the idea, but he probably knows it's for the best. And if anything, he knows this is the sort of things adventurers do. This will help his legend grow, even if he's kind of a false hero. The, the greater public doesn't need to know he's kind of incompetent. So thinking kind of what his brand is, thinking about his brand, you know, his brand of being this heroic influencing figure, he decides it's probably good for his, good for it. So, he starts to move forward, but the bard, musician guy, he comes over and he puts a firm hand on Todd's shoulder, and he kind of, he kind of does one of those, um, kind of, I don't know. It's like a when you were a little kid and the teacher somebody sticks a hand on your shoulder and pushes yeah. you down to sit down in your desk. He does one of those and kind of sits Todd down, and he mm-hmm. he he puts he. Rolls up his sleeves and he, he's got these like big, hulking biceps and some tattoos, you know. Um, kind of intimidating looking tattoos. This guy is more than just a bard. And he kind of walks past the guard and tells him he's got this. And he gets kind of right, uh-huh. up, in your, right up in your grill. Finally,
0: um, a worthy opponent. Put down your loot. <laughs> Put down your loot and fight like a man or woman, or whichever okay, so,
1: you prefer. So he uh, he takes the loot and he kind of like, it's like he kind of rips the strings off and then he pulls the neck of the loot um, <laughs> kind of away from the, the body of the instrument and there's like a blade attached to it. So basically the neck is uh, the handle to what would appear to be a short sword. Nice. All right, can I have you roll for initiative? Uh, Yep, plus one. Uh, Nine modified. I got 20. So So the uh, bard, or whatever, the musician, he comes at you. He rolled a nat one, though. So he comes swinging Uh at you, and he kind of whiffs. So, yeah, he's intimidating to look at, but maybe he's a little bit of a... Maybe these muscles are more for show than they are for anything else so he (laughs) misses he misses you he kind of stumbles off balance a little bit loses it he slips on the wet the wet uh floor and uh kind of falls down giving you advantage on the
0: next uh exchange outstanding todd quickly out the window with you and see if you can scare up two beers as we abscond into the forest and as for you Ah.
1: Todd's like he, he's like I don't have any beer, but w- what about mead? Are you are you good with mead? With that mead will you?
0: do. Now leap, <laughs> leap to your freedom, you, you pond soaking
1: frog. Go. So he he jumps out this window and he yes fall, falls <laughs> on his butt. And then he kind of runs off into the bushes to hide, waiting of waiting for you to uh... oh, okay. There's a there's a window
0: back there too.
1: Cool. All right. Yeah. Yes, Todd, is to safety. And more of these guards. They keep coming, kind of coming in. Uh, they're kind of bum rushing the area. Kind of leaving. Kind of. This guy is he's down for right now. Um, so you're kind of you're kind of overwhelmed by these people. So Do I'll you...
0: draw my my sword to him but then I'll pull it back. The like, musician? Yeah, this this is no way to this is no way to see who is the better fighter here. On your feet, I'll give you another shot.
1: Okay, so do you do you have like like a like are you behind him and
0: kind of have the sword to his neck? Is that just for a like second but then I don't want to take advantage of that. That is not there's no honor in that. So I'll, I want to get want him to gain his feet and take another shot at me. That was just he just had a moment of bad luck. I don't okay. want to win a fight on bad luck. I want him to take a good shot at me.
1: All right. So he stands up and he kind of waves off the other the other guards. He's like, I got this, guys. Like Aha, this is my excellent. this is my my fight. And so the guards they kind of uh, they kind of step back. Um, one of the guards let's say it's. Guard number five, he um, starts taking bets. He starts asking if people want to put some money down. Guard number three is like, "What is wrong with you?" But and kind of <clears throat> like, "You are such an like an idiot." Like, "What is going? This is not the time for that." Meanwhile, guard number two, he he's pulling out his wallet and he's he was starting to get like a twenty or like something or whatever the denomination <laughs> is. I then kind of feels shamed into thinking a maybe 20. this. <laughs> he starts to feel, he starts to feel kind of shame, shamed about his decision about wanting to bet. And after hearing what guard number three said to guard number five, and he kind of quietly slips it back in and tries to. Oh, they really look, are look, sissies. He looks left to right, and he's like, doesn't he doesn't want to um, seem to be kind of like the outsider, so.
0: Never right. give in to peer pressure, bro. <laughs> Be yourself, man.
1: <laughs> so, the musician—he's ready to uh, go after you again. So, do you want right. to uh, try to strike, or do you want to?
0: No, ask no, me? he gets—he gets a free shot. That was just—that was just a stroke of bad luck. We don't want to kick things off that way. All right.
1: Okay. So he rolls seven plus four. But oh, he rolls
0: an eleven. Ah. Deflected. You okay. seem so, a decent fellow. I hate to kill you. Choo, 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 choo.
1: So you guys are kind of going back and forth uh, in this exchange. Um, I guess, do you see yourselves doing some kind of like sword fighting type of situation? How do you see <laughs> him? How, how, how does he miss, miss you,
0: do you think? Well, if he's using this little short sword, and I have a long sword, I mean, that's just a classic... You know, he, he's used Beneating Defense, and I used, you know, like, Lambretto's Gambit, so I just, like, blocked it to one side. Um, I, I need to at least strike him once so that I have my honor, so I'm going to have to attack him.
1: Okay. And right before you attack him, because you kind of, like, batted his sword away, uh, it, the way you said it made me think it was kind of, like, of like an easy easy parry for you so one of the guards he snickers and he's like see i told you this guy wasn't that tough kind of talking trash about his co-worker over here
0: dang their manager really needs to get more team unity going here comes the attack Chah! it's a nat 20 baby Woo! that hits <laughs> oh man he really should have gone with the bet So I guess that's, uh, what, 2d8 plus 1 would be my double damage for a crit? Is that the rules you use? Pow, pow! Firing off these dice. Uh, 8 plus 1, 9 damage. And, like, right where I mean to deliver it, which is like an honor strike. So I want to, like, cut the outside of his bicep. I don't want to stab him in the gut like a coward. I just want to give him like a deep cut in the arm to show him that I know exactly what I'm doing. Oh man, what a great time to roll a crit. (laughs) So how much damage did you do? Eight. Eight. Okay. Which in these exchanges is not bad at
1: all. So you go to kind of cut his bicep, but you're a little bit too forceful with it and you just kind of chop his arm off. And holy. his sword his sword his sword arm, but this guy oh, God. <laughs> and uh
0: No I'm so sorry
1: <laughs> And it's kind of like this like holy grail sort of situation where this guy kinda right. looks down at his looks down at his arm and he kinda looks back up at you at you and he bends down and he grabs the the short sword in the other hand and goes, 'Tis but a flesh wound. And uh, he kind of charges forward to uh, continue the battle. But now he's down an arm and he's fighting. He's going to be fighting with disadvantage because he's Impressive using Impressive
0: resolve, musician. <laughs> Do your work.
1: And then he kind of belts out like a little like a little note, like maybe like a little Michael Jackson, like <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. or something just to, uh, you know, because he's got that, those musician vibes. Dang. He's getting nerves of steel. <laughs> he rolls an 18 plus That's a hit. Yeah. Alright. D6. Alright, he hits you for three.
0: Got it. Down to 14 HP now.
1: Okay, can I have you roll <laughs> a D6? Let's see how he how he hurts you.
0: To dwell on the gory details of my injury. It's a five.
1: A five? Yeah. Alright. So um he he cuts you maybe across like an exposed part of your arm and it gives you uh it's kind of like an infected it's gonna be it's an infected wound at this point, so you have a little you're poisoned, I suppose, or will be poisoned.
0: What? In a the? future
1: future scenario. You must so, care
0: for your weapons. Clumsy fool! Perhaps you deserve to lose that arm. Ah! Yeah, it's
1: not a sharp blade, but it's it's you know it's a bit rusty. It's kind of oh that
0: that won't do. That just pisses me off. uh, uh. Uh.
1: It hasn't been oiled in
0: a while, so so he gets in the arm. I came here to take my friend, not your limbs, fool. So I will now be taking my leave. Good day. (laughs) Woohee! <laughs> Jump out the window! <laughs> right, so the you... guy got his arm cut off, but he still had the willpower to Michael Jackson ragged sword me like, "I'm done with this fool." All right. So
1: you run out the window. Uh, they're screaming, you know, to, for you to get back there. The, the musician is the only one who has enough sense to call for the caterer to come back him up. So the caterer kind of comes around um, here and he's gets kind of in front of you. He wants to cut your path off. And the musician is, uh, uh, he's, he tries to jump through the window. He's a bit, he's having some trouble because he doesn't have that arm to like kind of pull himself through. And another guard is coming over here. Guard number five is coming over here to kind of
0: assist him and get uh, him get him the rest of the way through. Okay. I have no quarrel with you, barkeeper. Out of my way! I'll only take a mug of ale, and I'll be gone. You don't want to lose an arm like your friend here. The barkeeper, he he,
1: he kind of he grabs a mustache. It's kind of like a old-timey mustache you can twirl, and he is he's, he's kind of mulling over um, your words of warning. Your words, you know, trying to think if if it's worth uh, standing in your way. And as he's taking his time, he kind of grumbles to himself and he goes, Ah, hell. And then he reaches behind himself uh, and on, the, on a back, like a loop on his belt, he unlatches, unlashes, uh, like a, I don't know, some sort of buckle and pulls out a mace. And he's like, can't, I can't let you through. I'm sorry, but this is, this is
0: how it's got to be. Fools losing limbs for coin. So be it. Can I have you roll for initiative? You bet. 20 plus one, here we go. Uh 18 mod. Nice one.
1: Alright, this guy got a three,
0: so you're you get you get first crack at him. I really do not want to hurt this guy. It's bad luck to harm barkeepers. Can I Can I do like a Jet lee thing and like try to just run around this like basically just tackle through this little alleyway and get past him? I don't want to hurt this uh, guy. Yeah, if you want to try,
1: um, I guess it's probably gonna be some sort of athletics check. I would
0: think. Uh, hey, I'm good with athletics. Plus four kay. on athletics, I'll take that. So let's do like. Sweet. It's kind of. I would say it's
1: kind of a high stress situation, and there's a guy standing your way, so it'd probably be a harder roll. But you might be able to use you might be able to use some of the aspects or the scenery to add plus two so i would say if you're bouncing off the wall it'd be you know an athletics check and then you can add an additional two just to kind of since you're using the using the scenery to uh yeah there's like a little
0: there's a little grotto with a sculpture of venus in it and i'll plant one and just (laughs) and just listener kind of knows
1: what we're talking about um the the spa area it's like mostly a series of hallways and pools and then there's like a separate structure where there is it looks like a that's to the kind of to the southeast of the spa that's not attached and it's kind of like a I guess it looks like a tavern bar dining area and there's a like a hall almost like a hall or maybe space between the two buildings that marigold is uh standing in with this uh thuggish caterer, I guess. You could call him a thug because that's the stats I'm using. So,
0: Alright, so on that little outbuilding, their little catered outbuilding, there's a grotto with a sculpture of Venus, and I'm gonna plant my foot in there and use it to try to muscle past him. Here we go, d20 plus 4. It's another nat 20. Oh my god, screen grab. (laughs) Yes, that's amazing. So you bounce over, Um, Where's my so... thing? Here it is. Oh, wait. It's, <laughs> I'm in links for it. Here, you can delete it later. It's just too good. Check it out. So you, there you go.
1: <laughs> I guess you, you get past this guy, so I'm, I'm just going to. Yes. If you want to move past him. Uh, the, mu- the musician manages to slip, finally get through the window, or. Uh, he's not chasing after you. He's chasing after Todd. Because Todd is. Although he's trying to hide, he is uh, quite noisy. Um, He's not the sneakiest fellow, so he's uh, the musician is kind of running in that direction, knowing that Todd's uh, maybe over there. Fair play. Hmm.
0: Well, if it's is it my go? All you. All right, so I just basically nimbly zip past this guy with the nat 20 like a bowas. And then I'm going to spin around. And uh, I'm going to make good on my my request. So I'm going to go over to the opening here and go in and grab e- like a wineskin. Or a, a small cask of mead. Whatever I can grab quickly.
1: All right, so there's... Uh... Kind of you know so it's like a stocked bar um Ah, you see (laughs) you see see some wine you see some some ale you see some mead then you see like a you see a bottle it's kind of up it's kind of on the top shelf and kind of off to the side away away from the rest of the drinks and that drink uh it looks to be kind of like a greenish liquid and the label is um you know, it, it's kind of like a la- label that you can't quite read. It's not in a language yeah. you would represent, You would maybe know necessarily. Might be Draconic, it might be Dutch, this might be Absinthe, I'm not really sure. <laughs> Somewhere um, between,
0: between Draconic <laughs> and Dutch, uh, who knows? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, might so be Czechoslovakian.
0: Marigold, Marigold, there's like a close-up of Marigold's hand going up to the green bottle, and then he pulls back. I never drink green alcohol. I grab a, a common bottle of wine, and I'm gonna try to get the hell out of here as fast as I can. All
1: right. So you're you're booking it, the caterer is coming behind you, the musician is, um, he's kinda coming around the other side of the building, not knowing that you're kind of coming this way, cause he's coming after Todd, and you kinda, tumble, you hit the musician and you kind of, Slide into him and you guys both, you guys both kind of fall to the ground, so um, I'm gonna have you, we're just gonna do like a, like a, 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 each roll and like a contest roll, you'll have advantage though, kinda see who stands up the fastest in this exchange. with advantage? uh, So I'm just gonna do, I guess,
0: yeah, just a regular D20. My better roll is a seven. If you can believe that, garbage.
1: Okay, this guy got a six. So you actually ah. managed—you actually <laughs> managed to get up before him. So you, you would have uh, the first first strike in this if if you choose to
0: exchange with him. Absolutely now This guy's about to bleed out. I mean, he's got an arm off.
1: Yeah, he's um, looking a little. He's his everything with this guy is a disadvantage at this point. I mean, he's he's probably. to collapse he doesn't have a he's fighting with the
0: you know it's offhand so you've showed your courage musician enough is enough you need medical attention we'll fight another day and I'll be like (laughs) Off into the bushes come on Todd run you bloated whale (laughs) I'm so mean to this guy (laughs) all
1: right and then Todd and you kind of just uh, run off into the shadows Yay! so we're gonna we're gonna kind of close it out here but I guess before we you know let let Marigold go um, does Marigold have any parting words for these people as he's running off does he he's kind of known as a trash talker uh, at this point so does he say anything to these people as, as he's trying to escape or does he just kind of keep going
0: hmm. he likes Sheathes his long sword. He's like, you just can't find good help anymore. And off into the bushes he goes. Nice.
1: Okay, so that would uh that would conclude our actual play. Um, and then something that I'm, I'm, I'm toying an idea I'm toying with, and I'm gonna let you be the first one to uh, do it is. I have I created like a little store and some different things and you can kind of I don't think you have any money but there's some options you might be able to pick for the next player so um, I'll send you the link and then whatever you decide this evening is maybe some of maybe something that the new the new player has to uh, use. Cool.
0: You will be getting a. Rotted frog bladder, or something of that nature. So oh man, we... two two natural twenties in one hour—not bad. Okay, podcast store. Here we go.
1: So, typically, if you had some money, you could buy some equipment for the people, or you could buy them a level. And levels are leveling up in the game is just going to be based off of gold earned. That way, people don't, you know, become like godlike. Well, wait
0: a minute. If I don't have any money, how do I get stuff here?
1: There isn't really anything for you to buy right now, but you can pick their martial role for them. So you can choose oh, if you okay. want to be an attacker, defender, second wind, improved critical.
0: Uh, absolutely second wind.
1: Okay, so you pick second wind. And then if you wanted to, I guess, sell anything that you bought for half price, um, you would receive like half price for whatever you bought. So if you want, or sold. So if you have equipment that is maybe on the store uh-huh. um and if you wanted to sell it sell it off for a little bit extra money for the next player that's up
0: to you or you can keep uh, all the equipment you got and i just i just don't have good enough stuff to sell to get antitoxin. um can i sell todd's <laughs> luxury towel i don't know um all I have is a long sword and a chain shirt, so I think I'm just gonna have to seek out medical attention if I I just can't sell all my gear. Sir sure. I to get Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to rely on my on rest and on my constitution to beat this this bit of a rust infection. All right, I just wanted
1: to give you the option, you know, since you're making the decisions for the next person, I wanted to make sure you had the choice to, to do it, if it was something you thought you'd want to, so.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give that next player the gear, not the not the cure to the slightly nasty wound.
1: All right, sounds yep. good. Yeah. Cool, so that, uh, that concludes our first episode together, that concludes our actual play of the sidekick. Uh, this is Jared with uh, Hankerin or Hank Fernale. How do you say that? Your last name.
0: Fern you know, like you're hankering for an ale.
1: Oh, I see. Um, <laughs> before I let you go, uh, is there a? I guess where do you think? Where do you want people to go to find you? Do you ha- you have a website you want to plug, or a new project, or anything like that?
0: Uh, well, I have a bunch of like links to all the different things I do. At um, what is it? www.roonhammer.online. So that just shows you all the different avenues of silliness that I do. But if you want to just kind of catch up with me, say hi. Uh, I'm on the Grams and I'm uh, hankering.farinale on the Instagram. So get on there and that's where I, you know, post pictures of my natural 20s and stuff like a straight up dork. (laughs) Well, thank you so
1: much for coming on the show. This is kind of huge for me. You're one of the first, um, I would say... RPG, TTRPG YouTubers that I started to follow. So this is really kind of exciting, mm, cool. today. I just
0: feel bad that guy got his arm cut off. I mean, eight damage is pretty bad, but dang, like, you know, in medieval times, you don't really get your arm reattached. Like, he's gonna, he's gonna be a one-armed guy from now on. He's probably like, got a bone to pick with me. So, like, I didn't mean to hurt him that bad. Well. Something that seems to be seems to be a theme
1: for Marigold is he's leaving a lot of guys with scars in his wake. Um, mm-hmm. He burned a guy's legs up you know, in, in a fire and now he's created an amputee. so
0: well I, I say the blood is on Todd's hands.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Todd's an idiot and he gets himself
0: into trouble. so <laughs> Todd's an idiot. <laughs> That's amazing.
1: Hey, well, thank you so much.
0: Yeah.